look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on Newstock 770 and More Than Money. Um, seniors and concierge, let's jam those two words together and call it a seniors concierge service. And there's benefits not just to the concierges and not just to the seniors, but actually to both. Seems like a bit of a win-win, but to help us understand this, Faisal. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds nice. Let's find out what it's all about, yeah. though, because yeah. it's, it's a very interesting topic. We've got Jack Downey, Managing Director of AgeWell, with us today. Jack, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So let's just talk a little bit about what a seniors concierge service is. Maybe describe that for us and tell us a little bit about the evolution of this and why. Um, what it is, is it's a, uh, an elder-to-elder peer care service. We, we hire older Americans uh, or people from any country. We also operate in Ireland uh, who are what I call uh, uh, in that sort of healthy group of uh, plus 60 uh, individuals who uh, are still looking for things to do. And we link them with um, other seniors who are uh, not quite as healthy. Um, And through peer companionship services, we uh, assist them to sort of take a look at what's going on with them, uh, look for opportunities to uh, improve their quality of life, um, and get them into the healthcare system so that we can reduce those costs. So, see, I, that's why I think there's 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 two benefits. Let's pick it apart here. I mean, I think maybe the the benefits um, are a little more obvious uh, to the person who's receiving uh, the care, right? Yeah. The companionship. Yep. We've talked a little bit about that, but I'm interested in the um, in the in the as you call it, the healthier uh, and sometimes I suppose younger uh, cohort uh, or elderly person that is uh, providing that. Is this a is this just for peer engagement something to do, or is this a paid position, or is it both? Um, it's a paid position. We hire seniors uh, and pay them uh, um, a, a reasonable a reasonable salary, um, so that they're actually receiving income from it. Um, the seniors that uh, receive the service, the, the companions uh, that that they, you know, visit them, uh, they're they're receiving the benefit of the peer companionship services, um, and we're hoping to reduce. Um, um, hospitalization costs and visits to the ER room while we're improving their health and well-being of the people that we're visiting. So we're paying people. Jack, I'm, I'm, I mean, it sounds it sounds like it totally makes sense, right? This is uh, I'm not sure why maybe this hasn't been done for a long time, but it sounds like total total uh, logic and total sense. Uh, I I am interested, however, in uh, in hearing a little bit about some of the the feedback from clients and their family. So do you have any sort of anecdotal? Uh, stories or evidence that you can point to to say, you know, here's here, here's kind of the, the from both sides, like the uh, the person who receiving the care, person providing the care, what uh, what it means to them. Um, when the person providing the care, the um, the feedback that we're getting across the board is that the older Americans or Irish, since we're also working there, South Africans when we work down there. Um, they feel much more engaged. They're out. They're, they're obviously making money, uh, yep. earning, earning, earning uh, a wage. Um, but they love the fact that they're being able to give back, uh, and it sort of opens their, their eyes to the fact that um, you know, building community support for um, 
uh, for you know health and well-being makes a lot of good sense to that. So there, there's that benefit on the patient side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're finding a number of different things. One is uh, we're one of the primary focuses of AgeWell is to plug uh, people into the social services that are available, and we're getting a lot of feedback about um, doing such things as um, uh, coming up with prescription plans that. Uh, uh, older Americans, in, in the case of what we're doing right now, um, uh, sort of rationalize the med- medical use. Um, we've been able to refer them to um, other health services or nutrition services. Meals on Wheels is a service that exists in many different places. Uh, they're able to sort of uh, pull that together. Uh, there, a gentleman in Ireland indicated that he, he, hadn't, vis- he hadn't been out of his house in uh, what did he say, seven years, and now all of a sudden he's beginning to sort of uh, open his eyes and get out and about. So there's lots of anecdotal stories I could keep going, but I think that's what you're looking for. Yeah. So, Jack, who's who's paying for this? Is it the the recipient of the services paying for it? Is there a government uh, subsidy or a program involved with this? How does the funding get for, for this business? Um, right now we're, we're working on three different pilots. Program. So we're, we're in the case of Fort Lauderdale, we're, we're receiving funding from the Trinity Health Service. So it's actually under a, a contract or grant from them. Um, in the case of our work in Cleveland, uh, we're receiving money from a grant. So um, what we're hoping, to, so right now it's either self-funded by HMO um, or by grants from either private institutions or foundations. Um, we're beginning. Uh, conversations though with uh, healthcare systems and insurance providers uh, to be able to develop this into a uh, a fee for service kind of arrangement being paid for by the uh, hospitals and the health insurance providers who won't have as many visits to the uh, emergency room or to the hospitals and, and therefore they have a vested interest in uh, our succeeding in this but John? the Yes. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yep. No, so the the patients themselves are not paying. Okay. Uh, it's interesting to know, and there will be models, there will be applications of that model in different, you know, our country would probably be different than the U.S., which might be different from Ireland or, or South Africa. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, Jack, I want to thank you. We have to leave it there. Uh, we've run out of time, but I appreciate you taking the time uh, to educate us a little bit about this notion of a seniors concierge service. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. We've been joined by Jack Downey, Managing Director of AgeWell. And, and you know, Faisal, it's, uh, it, is, it, is, it is interesting in terms of putting those two concepts together, right? Because we know that social, social isolationism amongst seniors is a big issue, right? Whether it's medical or whether it's you just don't have anything to do, this kind of combines both. So the, my question to Jack about who's paying for it mm-hmm. was to understand how they do it in other countries. Right. And what I found interesting is that when we look at building infrastructure or something that's a foundation to a city or a country, we explore government-paid or public-private payments, Mm -hmm. right? This is an opportunity for our government, provincially or nationally, to involve programs like this to be a public-private collaboration. We do not need to have it always on the universal health care back because that's a taxpayer dollar only. And we don't have to make it completely funded by the user. 
So there's, there's a good piece of, of having the individual, the, 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 the government, which means us as taxpayers, and which will save us from having those issues, like he mentioned, going into, the, into emergency care, going into acute care, um, you know, hospital beds that we always hear about in yeah. this province. There is a way that we can solve this problem or have at least a good impact towards a solution Yet I have never heard a single politician on this show say we are going to figure out a way we can work with individual businesses like this uh, that can work with all of those individuals across the country in this province that can that need those services. but We just can't reach them mm-hmm. and, and, and have public and private working together to reach that goal because there is a profit to be made in this business model. But there's also a social benefit that helps the taxpayer save money, but also at the end of the day helps the individual end user. And I think there's a way that we can do it. So if any of those politicians that are listening, please you know, think about this as there's an opportunity that we can help our own province get out of the, the concept that it always has to be either publicly funded or out of the personal's individual pocket. There is a way we can have a joint, a joint venture with all three parties involved. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Hey. I think that that was well said. I mean, that's been a topic of frustration for us for a very long time. Yeah, and I get frustrated every time we bring a a, a person who has the no in in the government, and they always say we're going to have a committee committee meeting. Right. And for the past seven years, we've been doing this show, Dave, and I've yet to hear a solution. I've heard committee meetings for seven years. So here's these, there's, there's individuals with innovative ideas that are coming to the table from around the world. Let's think about that. You know, let's put them. Let's put them on the table. All right. So we've got a nice big horseshoe table where we're going to be discussing <laughs> some of these issues at our upcoming seminar. Faisal, why don't we remind everybody about the details of that? Yeah, this investing in your retirement is a global issue. Investing in your retirement is an, also an issue in regards to how long will you be able to live with your money and can you bulletproof that retirement? That's what we're going to discuss on Tuesday, September twenty sixth, seven p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seats. Give us a call nine six six eighty four hundred. 966-8400 or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. And don't forget that you can access any of our past segments on morethanmoneyradio.com or you can get them delivered directly to you by searching for More Than Money CHQR on iTunes or in your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on Newstalk 770. David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.